Jesus. And so, Almighty God, third John 2 says, in our worship, all things that we may prosper and in good health. And we are in good health. And we are prospering in the name of Jesus. And so we claim our victory because healing is the children's bread. And healing is in their atonement. And so we are healed tonight. We are safe. We are strong. We are wise. We are powerful. We are with God's speckled bird. We are royal teasing. We are doing well because we have God as on our side. He is our keeper. He promised to my God not to leave us not forsaken. And so we thank you God. You're moving with us tonight. We have overflow of joy. Overflow of love. Overflow of blessings in the name of Jesus. And we thank you God. We are doing great exploit because of you God. Bless our children, everyone, tonight I pray. Just let me pray. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Glory. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You're worthy, Jesus. Yes, Lord, you're worthy. We lift up, Jesus. We lift up, King Jesus. You alone is worthy. Yes, Lord. If I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. And so we give you the glory and the honor, Jesus. Also, 
great when we can, in congregation, together come before the presence of the Lord and worship Him. Amen. I'm going to ask Sister Parks to come forward at this time. <laughs> Just ask her to worship the Lord with us. Uh, if she has a song, if she has a testimony, whatever the Lord may lay on her heart. She might choose one of them Bassfield, Mississippi songs. Maybe some of you may know the words to it. I can't be too sure. I'll grab it after a couple of verses, but I won't be too sure that I'll know the words to it. Come, Sister Fox. Worship the Lord. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord again. Praise the Lord. God is a good God. Oh, yes, he is. I said, God is a good God. Oh, yes, he is. Oh, brokenness, oh, brokenness. 
according to every man's work, past the time of your sojourning here in fear. For as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed, but corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers. I want to read Leviticus 19 and 2. Speak unto all the congregation of the children of Israel and say unto them, Ye shall be holy, for I the Lord your God am holy. In Leviticus 20 and 7 through 8, sanctify yourselves therefore, and be ye holy, for I the Lord your God, I am the Lord your God, and ye shall keep my statutes and do them. I am the Lord which sanctify you. Amen. Sister Parks, if you would pray for us tonight. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, we thank you and we praise your God for your word. For Lord, your word is a lamp unto our feet. It is a light unto our path. Yes. I pray that you will touch and anoint our ears and anoint our hearts. Yes, do it, Lord. Your word, Lord God. Lord, Lord Jesus, have your way. Unbeliever and also to match 
our faith. It's one thing to say that you believe something, but does it match with what we're doing in our lives? I may hear someone, someone's looking at me in this way already. They may not be saying it. But it's easier said than done. It's easier said than done. Amen. The Christian believer is constantly faced with temptation. We're faced with the temptation to live in a way that's not pleasing to God. And although we are living in an ungodly world that expects us to live ungodly today, God's word stands. And it stands as a beacon of hope. And it also stands as an instruction for holy living. Amen. If we add to, to the temptation of this world and the ungodly living, we'll also find that there's the internet. There are sinful videos and many things that are shared that seem to be shared in celebration of adultery, fornication, abortion, lying, cheating, stealing, foul language, drugs and alcohol, celebration of ministers and clergy that are living anything but a holy lifestyle. Our eyes and our ears are bombarded with every side of unholy activity. If we're not careful, we find ourselves looking and laughing, embracing and affirming what has become evil in the place of good. What has become sinful in the place of holiness. Holiness. There are benefits to holiness. First of all, God is holy. God is holy. There's nothing that compares to God. There's no one that compares to God. There's none like him, there's none beside him, and there's none that compare to him. Amen. Exodus 15 and 11 says, Who is like unto thee, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like thee, glorious in holiness, fearful in praises, doing wonders? Amen. Amen. Isaiah 40 and 25 says, to whom then will ye liken me, or shall I be equal, says the Holy One. 1 Samuel 2 and 2, there is, no, there is none holy as the Lord, for there is none beside thee, neither is there any like our God. God is uniquely holy. That you, you hear the words within scripture, words such as like, beside, that there's none beside him. There's none like him. There's none that compare to God. Pretty interesting when we think about God and his character, 
who God is. In, in many ways, we are not able to fathom who God is. And God give us the opportunity through holiness to have that revealed to us. God is uniquely holy. It is not because he does holy things. It is not because he thinks holy thoughts. It is not because of a list of characteristics, accomplishments, or acts of God. God is the source of holiness. Holiness flows from God. God exudes holiness. Holiness springs forth and it comes from God. And how are we holy? Are we holy because of a list of rules? Are we holy because of good acts? Are we holy because of do's and don'ts? We're not holy because we stay away from bad people. None of these things can make us holy. We're the church. We're the people of God. And we must be, as holiness is defined, set apart as God intended. Isaiah 5 and 20 says, Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness to light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. For some, you may ask the question, if I'm going to be holy, what am I going to get out of it? I'm going to be holy. What am I going to get out of this? That's why I want to talk to you today about the benefits of holiness. But before we can talk about the benefits of holiness, we got to know what holiness is. So what is holiness? That's my first question. What is holiness? To be Christ-like. Sanctification. That's a big word. The right attitude towards the things of God. I wonder how that compares, the right attitude towards the things of God with sanctification. You want to share more on sanctification? Totally sold out to the Lord. Hmm. When you're sold out to the Lord, you'll walk in that way. That'll make you more Christ-like. Hmm. Sanctification. Uh, you just said God is holiness, and holiness exudes from God. That's what holiness is. Then I guess the question would be asked, then what makes us holy, right? If that's what holiness is. So what is holiness? Holiness is from God. Holiness means we're Christ-like. 
sanctification. When we're holy, we begin to change or become different. Set apart from sin and worldliness. Does that reflect what sanctification is? Okay. So set apart from the world, is there more to it? Some say Christ-like. Some say we change and we're different. And we become more like Christ. One said holiness is from God. The word holy means to be consecrated. Set apart. But when set apart, blameless. Holiness means, and, and all of this being brought together, not only are we set apart from the world, I want to hear from some of these folks that are sitting back here. Right? <laughs> holiness. What does it mean to you before we finish this answer? What, is, what does holiness mean to you? We got this large crowd of people in here. I want to give everybody an opportunity. What does holiness mean to you? Uh, a standard that we set. A standard that we set. I was wondering when somebody was going to bring that up. A standard that we set. Oh, that's, the, that's the kind of response I want to start this conversation. A standard that we set. Holiness is a standard. Amen. When you think of a holiness teaching or a holiness lesson, what are some of the things that come out in a holiness lesson? Come on. Don't back away from it. Standards, convictions, the way you dress. Oh, y'all didn't want to bring it up, did you? How you act. How you act. What you say. She said attitude. How you act. What you say. Where you go. What you watch. You hear that list? That list of standards? Right? Isn't this some of the same stuff that when you hear the question, what is holiness, that many people back away from? Right, yeah. You just gave me a list of things I got to do. Right. Romans 12, 1. Romans 12, 1. A living sacrifice. All in an acceptable. It's not only just a list of stuff that you uh, can't or that you do, but also that you can't do. They don't. They so, it, and, and that was what I brought up earlier. It's not a list of do's and don'ts. Uh -huh. right. No, it's not a list. It's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. What makes, what makes it a lifestyle, though? Holiness means being set apart. Sister Park said, from the world and the things of the world. And the second part, to God. Set apart from the world for the master's use. Right. And you can only be used, thank you brother, if you're holy. Right. God is holy. Yeah. For Ephesians 1 and 4 says, for he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. He has saved us and called us to a holy life, not because of anything we've done, but because of his own purpose and grace 
according to 2 Timothy 1 and 9. To truly understand holiness, we must understand we serve a holy God. There are many benefits to living a godly life. I benefited from it. I know that there's a benefit. I remember Sister Crystal. Sister Crystal, you, I, you're a praying woman. I know you're a praying woman. She prayed for me. She would speak things into my life. When I would, and, I, and thank, thank God because I'm allergic to grass. <laughs> I'm allergic. I, you had Sister Paris. I'd come home, and before I get in the shower, man, my eyes would be swollen. Stuff would be running out of my face. You know, my, the, the, my color had darkened. I lost weight. <laughs> People were questioning me. I'm like, brother, you lost a little weight, had yeah. 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 So there's benefits to living for God. Amen. You know, there's financial benefits to living for God. I go for the interview, interview goes smooth. Because God went in there with me. There's a benefit. There's, there's salvation benefits. There's knowledge benefits. There's uh, freedom. There are miracles. All of these are benefits to godly living. When it comes to holiness, and I, and I say, but when it comes to holiness, you know what? I can, I can earn finances if I, I earn finances when I live evil. So you don't, you don't have to tell me that a person, you can make money and be evil at the same time. Yeah, you can make, and matter of fact, some of the most evil folks probably make a lot more. You can make money and be evil. You know what? There's others that can benefit from your money, benefit you godly people that are in here. Others can benefit from your money, from your miracles. You know, when you pray for them and they're healed. You know, they can, they can benefit from your godliness. When it comes to holiness, though, yeah, right. it is the one thing that you, the only way you can get it is from God. Right, yeah. Holy, the benefits of holiness only come from God. When it comes to holiness, you're either holy or you're not. It's described in Scripture as a highway. Only those that are sanctified, surrendered, consecrated, set apart, can enter into this highway. Holiness is not by the will of people, but it's by, it's by and according to the will of God when we're set apart. Isaiah 35 and 8 says, a highway called the way to holiness. We're not talking about I-95 here. <laughs> the highway called the way to holiness. Only certain people can travel on this highway. It's not like I-95. You know, I heard somebody talking the other day. They said, man, on the way to work, you had to be going, you know, over 90 because I was going 90. <laughs> <laughs> Two other people talking with me. I wasn't one of the drivers. <laughs> but over 95 miles an hour on the highway, you, you got somewhere to get to. But if you're going to get onto the highway called holiness, the unclean shall not pass over. But it shall be for those, the wayfaring, 
though fools shall not err therein. Only the holy can get on the holy highway. Holiness and God are synonymous. Holy and God are synonymous. These, when you think of holiness, you should think of God. Hebrews 12 and 14 says, Follow peace with all men and, with, and holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. You know, sometimes we, um, we look at scripture and we look at, um, we look at the end time or the second coming of Christ and we apply scripture as if it's the end. The end is coming. Christ is coming. That won't change. Like a thief in the night. Like a person about to give birth. You can't push that baby back inside. It's happening. Right? It's happening. It, it's starting to come forth. But it's already started happening. And so therefore, if holiness is the only way for you to see the Lord, it's the only way now. Not at the second coming of Christ. Well, holiness, will we hop in? But the second, the coming of Christ is happening now. The kingdom of God suffers violent and the violent taken by force. That has already started. And so holiness is something that if we're going to have it, it's something we must have to see God. Uh, the opening scripture, 1 Peter uh, 1 and 16, because it is written, the scripture said, because it is written, be ye holy, for I am holy. And then we see where it's written. Leviticus 19 and 2, Leviticus 20 and 7 through 8, what's written? In the NIV, Leviticus 20 and 7 through 8 says, Consecrate yourselves and be holy. Sanctify yourselves and be holy. Set yourselves apart and be holy. Cleanse yourselves and be holy. It's the only way. And the Lord is speaking here. He says, For I am the Lord your God. And, and then the question comes, So what does it take to be to have holiness? Keep my statutes. Follow them. I am the Lord who makes you holy. I am the Lord who makes you holy. The only way to be holy is to get it from God. The only way to be holy is to get it from God. If you're questioning any of the standards, realize that holiness comes from God first. Realize, second, what is holiness? It means that I've got to be set apart or sanctified, consecrated. When we think of consecration, we should do this more than once a year, but we think of uh, consecration during the year. What do we think about? Daniel fasting. Uh, it's, it's a shame that we consider Daniel fasting only. I'm not saying it comes to mind. Only. I wasn't going against what you were saying. I'm just saying only. You know, when we think of fasting, uh, when we think of consecration, thank you. We think of fasting. What else? Communion. Communion. Okay. What else? Consecration. Set times of prayer. Prayer. 
Prayer. Fasting. Reading the Word. Meditating. Studying the Word. Submission. Submission. Consecrate. Submit. That's the, I, I like that word because that's a word that is that that helps to define holiness. Right. Yeah. Submission, yeah. surrender, right. set apart. So when 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 the word of God says to consecrate, we're talking what are the things that bring us closer to God? Those are the things that we need to do. We follow his statutes. We have to know the word. Habakkuk 1 and 13 says, let us know that the eyes of the Lord are too pure to look on evil and cannot tolerate wrongdoing. Holiness is God. God's holy. He can't be evil. He cannot, his eyes can't see wrongdoing, the scripture says. That is the character of God. We're not only, and, 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 and you know, we, uh, Habakkuk, yes, uh, Habakkuk, and I move my 1 and 13. It is through God that we're made holy. So when we read this scripture, we may read it as we're holy because God is holy. And we want to be careful with that. Just reading it this way. I'm holy because God is holy. We're holy because God makes us holy. Holiness can only come from God. So when I hear, and, and we can talk about this, uh, the word standards. So we're going to start talking about the benefits now. That was an introduction. Sister Big Gordon asked me how long I was going to go. That's, that's an idea, right? That was an introduction. Now we know who, you know, what holiness is. We know that God is holy, and we know that we can't be holy without a holy God. That's the only way for us to be holy. So if somebody telling you, if you feel like somebody telling you how to dress, what to say, where to go, what to do, a list of do's and don'ts, I want you to listen to these benefits. Because and I, they're in my head, so I'm thinking of them now. The glory of God. That's a benefit of holiness. The glory of God. There's a benefit if you bring those benefits up. Give, holiness gives us the indwelling presence of the, the presence of God. God comforts us through us being holy. Because holiness brings us close to God. Therefore, we do, we're dwelling in the presence of God. He comforts us. Not only that, holiness increases our confidence. Our confidence is increased in the hope of the word and God answering our prayers. That's a, that's a benefit of holiness. Holiness increases our understanding and knowledge. You, you know, I was listening to somebody the other day. I forget what knowledge I have. I do. I forget. Yeah, yeah I work in a hospital, so somebody said something about a doctor, and I was standing in front of someone, and I was like, yeah, because they're a doctor or whatever. They said, yeah, because you are. And I was thinking, what? <laughs> I don't ever think about that. <laughs> yeah. But that, that knowledge that I have, it, it doesn't, it, it, it's, not, it's nowhere near 
the knowledge you get from having holiness. Right. Nothing near the knowledge you have from holiness. I can read all the books and get all the degrees and still not have understanding. Right. Still not have understanding. Because this type of holiness only comes, this type of understanding only comes from one place. Right. You can't get it from the university. Right. <laughs> holiness gives us peace of mind. Yes. I love this. Holiness provides rescuing power. And those last two are kind of connected. Rescuing power. Rescuing from what? Helps us to abstain from sin. We need this rescuing power to help us. To help us. And I find in the word that we have to ask for it. We have to ask for it. So first of all, the benefit of the indwelling presence of God. The comforter. I heard, uh, I heard Sister Joy at the end of her prayer, she said, he will never leave us or forsake us. There's nowhere that you can go from the presence of God. No matter what you got going on in your life, there's nowhere you can go from the presence of God. No matter what you got going on, God's there. And now, I don't mean that in a belittling or uh, disciplinary way. I'm not saying that in a disciplinary way. I'm saying God's there. Right. And so because he's there, he can comfort you. If you feel like you're in over your head, all you got to do is cry out and the holy God is right there for you. That's a benefit of holiness. That's a benefit of holiness. I'm in over my head. I, I'm, I, I didn't intend to be here. Help me to get out of this. God is the source of holiness. Holiness is who he is. When you're filled with the Holy Ghost, holiness is with you. Amen. Amen. Holiness is with you. It's through the Holy Ghost that we have comfort. It's through the Holy Ghost that we have the presence of God. We're not alone. I want to ask that question. What are the ways that Holiness has benefited you. I can think of one I won't share. But I tell you what, I'm so thankful for. I'm thankful. Well, I was thinking of two, actually. You feel justified by God. And something very simple but very powerful, you feel clean. Clean. A lot of people express, you know, I just feel dirty all the time. I just feel dirty, you know, because of the past. Right. And because of associations of the past that were sinful. Yeah. But when holiness really comes in you and is a part of you, you feel clean. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's my third point. I hope we make it to it. That's, that's my third point. Uh, clean and what was that, that first word? Justified. These uh, feeling clean, you know what? That kind of goes along with what's in my head that I won't say out loud. And justified. You know, man, when you hadn't done anything wrong, and, you know, all your sins have been washed away, you can feel pretty good about yourself. So that when somebody else says something about you, or tries to bring something against you, you can say, no, not me. I'm justified. That's under the blood. Now, I'm clean. I'm good. I don't have to worry about that. Right. 
Worry decreases when you have holiness. There's some things that I used to worry about that I don't have to worry about anymore. Because of holiness. Because of holiness. It does not mean that we're simply benefiting, you know, that simple benefit of, of holiness. We don't, we don't go through anything alone. What it means is no matter what we do, we cannot get away from the presence of God. No matter where you go, you cannot get away from you. We're justified because we're in the presence of God. We're clean because we're in the presence of God. To the one that wants to live holy, the Holy Ghost helps us to live holy. When we make a mistake, a mistake. When we make a mistake, we're not abandoned. God's still with us. I'm encouraging somebody right there. You might have made a mistake. I heard you, I heard you, Sister Crystal. And there may be something that made it, I'm going to say it this way, made a mistake over and over and over and over and over. And either way, God hadn't abandoned you. His presence hasn't gone anywhere. I'm wanting to encourage someone, you have the opportunity to benefit from holiness. You have that opportunity to benefit from holiness. Go ahead, sister. Uh -huh. To them in Christ Jesus, who walk not. Yeah. Yeah. Romans 8.1 There is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. Now, man, they jumping ahead in my notes. So them that are in Christ Jesus, the scripture tells us to put on Christ. Just like I put on this nice coat today. I like putting on a coat. <laughs> Just like I put this coat on. We have to put on Christ. If, if an individual's in Christ Jesus, that's the operative word, in Christ Jesus, there is now, therefore, no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. That's a benefit of holiness, that we can walk after the spirit, and we will not fulfill, fulfill the lust of the flesh. Sacrifice that Bishop Carney says his dad told him 
is a living sacrifice can crawl off the altar. So just like I put this coat on, in my humanity, I can take it off. We're human. Yeah, we're human. We still, we still have this flesh. I think I got a note about it in here somewhere. You know, about the flesh. Holiness is not the result of rules that we follow. And it's not natural. Holiness is not natural. Holiness is not something that we can do by our own strength. Walking in holiness requires the Holy Ghost. We're only able to be holy when he who is holy abides in us. That's the only way to be holy, when he who is holy abides in us. Otherwise, we tend to go towards that sinful nature that we were born into. Ephesians 4.24 And that ye put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. 1 Corinthians 30, 10 and 31. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all for the glory of God. Amen. 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new. As we respond in our faith to God, he reveals his glory to us. As we worship God daily, we know him more deeply. Our faith increases. And our sense of his presence and his glory increases. He is the only true God. He is exalted in his own glory. He is perfectly good. Don't these things sound like holiness? He is absolutely pure. Matthew 25 and 31 says, When the Son of Man shall come in his glory, and all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of glory. We're admonished to glorify him in our bodies. Isaiah 6 and 3, And one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full with his glory. Psalm 29 and 2, Give unto the Lord the glory due his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. So each, each of these scriptures that we hear when it comes to the glory of God, we find that holiness is there. One of the benefits of holiness is that God is with us. Another benefit of holiness is that we benefit from the promises of God that are in his word. Romans 15 and 4 says, For whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. Psalm 119 and 9, all shall, and this is, and so for the young people that may be on your phones or you, you, you lean back a little bit, they're kind of reclining now. This is for you. You can wake up for this one. This, this is specific, out of the word, just for you. Psalm 119 and 9. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? And I'll read the other version here shortly. By taking heed thereto according to thy word. NIV. How can a young person stay on the path of purity? By living according to the word. By living according to the word is very important. 
Scripture says, that Thy word have I hid in my heart, that I might not sin against thee. And you, hear, you, you may hear us when we preach, preach some of these words. And the reason is that we are placing that word inside of us. So that when it's necessary, we can use it. Similar to the way that Jesus used the word in Matthew 4. When he was tempted, we must have that word inside us so that, as the scripture says, we might not sin against him. We can be ready to use it when it's necessary. Amen. Holiness gives us confidence. And we realize that God hears our prayers when we're holy. If our heart condemn us not, then... Have we confidence toward God and whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. 1 John 3, 21 and 22. The flip side of, of holiness is having iniquity in your heart. And the scripture says in Psalm 66 and 18, basically this disconnects us from the prayer line. This is what causes the Lord not to hear us. Holiness gives us liberty and freedom to serve God, and sin shuts it down. The guilt, uh, and I think that was kind of where Sister Crystal was going, and that sense of being unfit. And it, when we have an unconfessed sin, it paralyzes that person from being able to outreach, being able to witness, and also having uh, their, credit, their credibility in question. With the Holy Ghost indwelling in us as a constant companion and comforter, we have the realization that holiness helps us to cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. That's a benefit that we have. For holiness. Holiness is able to cleanse us. Did I have, did I have a, a response? A question? Amen. That's the benefit of holiness. And then the final benefit of holiness. Oh, he didn't move the slides. Uh, next slide. So we had an indwelling presence of God. Next slide. The benefit of the presence of God is that God's a comforter. And because of the glory of God, it was the prophet Isaiah said that the glory of God filled the temple. And this glory of God, because of that same glory that God has, you know, this, that's, this is the standard answer. Oh, he out. The answer to standards. When we talk about dress and we talk about looks and appearance. Uh, I might have missed that if the slide wasn't there, but God is holy, and his holiness is reflected in his glory. His spirit resides in us, and therefore, we should reflect that glory. Amen? Doesn't mean I'm going to give you a rule on how you need to dress, what you need to look like, not a list of rules. It just means that if the glory of God is in me, then when somebody else sees me, do they see God in me? Do they see his glory showing up? Because if God's holiness is reflected in his glory, then 
it should be reflected in us because we have his spirit reside on the inside. The conscious can be seared with a hot iron. A lot of times I'm speaking to, I mean, Christian Institute just to change our lifestyle. If we allow the Holy Ghost to work with him, right? Yeah. Life come easy. We don't care nobody. No one has to us. We know exactly how to No rules, no lists, no do's and don'ts. But we're not, because we're not, mankind is so hard to deal with. So in some of the churches, they have rules. Right. No short dress, and mm -hmm. even Jamaica, we go to certain places, mm -hmm. like the uh, Register General. No uh, rollers in your hair, no um, flip-flops. There are some rules because mankind don't really want to speak to rules. So when they say that certain rules, they follow through. Right. And I don't know. Amen. And the problem, obedience. Obedience. Mm. Obedience is so important. Obedience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We do want to obey the word of God. And that's that second part to uh, the scripture that I opened with. Um, following the commandments of God. Many times when we're, when we're referencing the word of God, we tend to personalize it. Let's not personalize it. Just let the word of God do what it does. You know, and that's that's the uh, that's the direction I'm coming from. You can feel that tonight, right? As we talked about standards and dress and some of these things, just let the word of God just, just let the word of God just speak for itself. The word of God is its own commentary. We don't have to have a book outside the Bible to commentate the Bible. The world was round when they thought it was flat and it was in the Word. It was already in the Word. It's still in the Word. They had changed. You're going to make me preach. Scripture, so I looked it up. Um, it is First John one and twenty-two. It's actually First John two and twenty-seven. But the anointing which ye have received of Him abideth in you, and ye need not that any man teach you. But as the same anointing teacheth you of all things, and is truth, and is no lie, and even as it hath taught you, ye shall abide in Him. Course, it does not mean that you can go ahead and elaborate that nobody teaches us anything. Right. Nobody can tell us anything. Yeah. But the Spirit of God, as you said, it exactly. gives us the right. It gives us the yeah. So there's nothing that I'm saying that's exhaustive. Right. One is, yes, the Word even tells us that we need teachers. Right. The Word tells us that we can't hear the Word unless we have preachers. Right. So what I'm saying is not exhaustive. Similar to God being with you when you're going through something and maybe you're in sin. Now the Bible also talks about a reprobate. We don't want to we don't want to exclude what's already in the word. That we can get to this point where we're living a life that we don't choose to be holy. And if you don't choose to be holy, how can you connect with a holy God? You know, I'm, I'm, he's there, but there's no connection. And 
so I don't want to, uh, I don't want this to sound exclusive, but I do want to come from a point of uh, what's similar to what Sister Crystal is saying. God anoints. And his spirit is placed within us. And if his spirit is on the inside of us, we're going to receive from God what he has for us. He'll teach us. He'll comfort us. That's, that's what his word says about the spirit of God. Go ahead. The Bible tells us to follow the rule of those that are in authority over us. Right. Uh, and, and yeah, and, you know, this, this is not exclusive. We must follow the rules of those that are over us. I do want to come from that word of God telling us that, hey, it's, this is the word. God consecrates. God is the one that makes us holy. And so we shouldn't challenge it. That's basically what I'm saying. It comes from God. It doesn't right. come from another person. Right. And so therefore, uh, it, it, so, you know, you can get your finances from somebody else. Right. This is the one thing you can only get from God because God is holy. And we're connected with him. If, if, if I summarize this whole lesson, if we're connected with a holy God, then we're holy. If we're not, we're not. Right. It's only right. one way to be on the highway. Right. I just thank the Lord for the Holy Ghost and having conviction. Because the Spirit, it will convict you. Yes. It correct. Yes. And coming from a person who's been a babe in Christ, I thank God for that because, especially on my job today, a sister was going through something and I asked her, could I pray for her? And I gave her word. And the thing about it is, I always let people know you have to pray, but you also produce the word on a, on a daily basis, a consistent basis, and the Lord had been dealing with that, but I just thank God that coming from that situation, I'm able to show someone compassion who's coming up, because coming up in other, I've been in churches where church, church is a real thing, yeah. and it's because sometimes the older saints forget where they came from, mm -hmm. and they forget that God had to filter them and cleanse them and take them through those things and get them to that place. So I always ask them to keep me humble in all things. Mm -hmm. yes. and, I, and when I first came to Life Church, I was fearful. But I thank God that it is a place where the compassion is there in your journey. Amen. Yeah. You know, that's, that's one of the things we feel. Yeah, we came out of a Pentecostal church and everything, apostolic Pentecostal church. But you, you're always going to have some questions, you know, right. and some different things that are different and all these, right? Right. Uh, one of the things that I noticed when I came to this church was the love. The love that people show. That, that's, it met us at the door. Sister Rowe. Yeah. Right at the door. Love. A lot of stuff I see now, when I first got saved, it would have been 
That's not holy. Right. Right. That scream wouldn't been holy. Right. A lot of stuff that, and you'll be surprised, there's people who backslide. They need us. I tell people all the time, I've I run into, you know, some people ask, well, why do you wear makeup? Or why wear this makeup? I can take these earrings off right now, this makeup. In here is what's saved, not this makeup. This soul saved. But sometimes we judge too much of other people. They'll look at that sister, oh, she's saved because she don't wear makeup. Don't let that fool you. God only know your heart. That's why he say, I judge the inward man, not the outward. And I think sometimes we can miss that. And there are so many people who will be surprised, especially the young, who wants to be saved. But I think sometimes we undress people too soon. When they're bathed in Christ, just like that sister say, we have to realize where we came from, what we used to do. And your conviction may not be my conviction. You know, and sometimes God uses this just to draw somebody to show Sister, come on in this church. Don't worry about your pants, your makeup, your earrings. That's irrelevant. Like they say, the Holy Ghost. It'll tell you what to put on. What you got on pants on, dress on, skirt? It may be too tight. It may be too short. That's right. You know? So we do, we have to be careful with what we call holy, because what God says is holy. Sometimes, you know, the church people we call holy ain't saying what the word's saying. You know, we can take that scripture wrong with certain things. That's true. Amen. Yeah. One of the points there is the glory of God must be reflected in us. Whether it is by the attitude that we have or the appearance that we have. That holiness must be reflected right. in us. Yes. So that, it, you know, even uh, when it comes to, to Jews and Gentiles, the scripture would talk about doing certain things that would be a stumbling block to your brother. And considering those. The scripture also showed that we didn't, you know, we didn't become a Gentile to keep from, stump, from them from stumbling. And so holding to what causes the glory of God to be seen in you versus yourself, your attitude, your, you know, physical, uh, what you look like. Now, I'm closing. So the next person to ask a question, the time ain't on me, okay? My time, my time stopped. My time stopped at 7.30, and then y'all started responding. So, so when they come in, they, tell, they say, hey. This is the reason we still it ain't me. They start raising their hands and so I asked them to, to respond earlier. But they decided to respond now. So let me close. Let me close with the last the last thing. Um, the last thing the last thing is the a benefit of holy of holy power. Next slide. Uh, this is the benefit of the word. Next slide. The word teaches us. This is one thing that the uh, promises of God are in his word. And through his word, we notice that God's merciful. So we can show mercy and grace and love towards others. We're talking about that right now. The, the spirit of God, the Holy Ghost, is a consuming fire. We talk about a consuming fire. Now, I, I read this, but I took it as mine. And once, once I read something, I change a couple words and, you know. <laughs> But fire, 
when, when you burn something or you place something into a fire, the Spirit of God is a consuming fire. If we place paper in that fire, the fire is not going to become paper. No matter what you place in the fire, it becomes like the fire. Fire does not become something else. So I, the Spirit, I love that. Didn't it sound like I said it? Didn't it? Fire changes what touches it. Woo, I could just shout and run around this building right now. Whatever touches the fire changes to be like the fire. The fire doesn't change to be like it. A consumer fire. A consumer fire. So that my uh, next next slide. Next slide. The, there's another benefit of uh, holiness, and that is holiness through the Spirit of God changes our desires. Now I work in substance use, and I work with people that have urges and cravings. Urges and cravings, they, they come up real quick, and they are very strong, and then they die out. So we, we develop ways of coping with that. The, the Word and the Spirit of God is the way to cope with our urges and desires. Uh, in order for our desires and urges to change, we need, we need the Spirit of God. We need to do as Sister Joyce said, and that is walk in the Spirit so we don't fulfill the lust of the flesh. That consuming fire is able to rescue us. That living, quickening power of, of God that's within us where you can say, Help me, Holy Ghost. You just yell that. In the, in the middle of whatever you're watching, whatever it is that you're doing, whatever place you find yourself in, just yell, Help me, Holy Ghost. And especially if there's another individual there. If you yell, Help me, Holy Ghost, that's done. They're going to look at you and say, Oh, you're crazy. Something wrong with you. Help me, Holy Ghost. Not many people in the world use help me Holy Ghost. So say help me Holy Ghost. And that's your way of, of that power showing up. Why? What happens when it shows up? Makes a way of escape. Reminds you that you can bear it. You can make it through it. And then give you an opportunity to run, to flee. Flee it. We're not designed in our humanity to face sin. We're not designed in our humanity to face it. You must run. It's the only thing you can do as a human is run. And once you run, then you can get a little spiritual help. Amen. Those are my notes. I had stopped at 730. All right. What responses we got no, no, I know. I'm, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to. Go ahead, about 
about earlier as far as judging one another that the Bible tells us to, you know, judge our own stuff. Let God take care of everybody else. And we're supposed to check our own selves and work out our own salvation. If there's something in right. us yeah. that is not pure holy, then we need to allow the Holy Spirit to wash and cleanse us, to take it away from us. Yeah. And the Bible says, you know, take out the thing.
One more question, and this will be the last one. church corporate. Right. I'm not talking about life church. Right. Discipling others. Right. Yeah. That's what discipleship is right there. That's the model of discipleship that she just brought out. And that is living a godly life with someone. Right. We're not talking about you show up to church right. on Sunday. We're talking about they see you. See what you do. See what you don't do. Monday through Saturday. And then they say, oh, that's definitely a benefit. All right, it's, it's not me. I was going to sell the third. All right, if you would stand with me, please. And Sister Park, as we stand, she's going she to respond. I got to go home. <laughs> God has called us to be. 
And when we when we first receive the Holy Ghost, we're baptized in Jesus' name, we know we have to walk upright before God. And we grow in holiness. So we just don't just receive the Holy Ghost and get salvation. Right. And think we are completely holy and that's it. That's what we stop right there. And we can do what we want to do. No. The word of God tells us that even Sister Joy brought out the scripture. But as we grow in holiness, that holiness is going to start from the inside, the cleansing of the spirit as well as cleansing of the flesh. That cleansing, yeah, is going to come from the inside and God is going to minister to you. Through your word, he's going to show you your life. And he's going to growing in God. You're going to see, okay, I need to take this off. I need to put this on. Yeah. I need to cleanse every day of my life. We're reading the word. We're studying the word. We're praying. We're fasting. This is what it's talking about being holy. Continuing to grow and grow and grow closer to God. Growing and saying, God, I dedicate my life to you. Because it is you that saved me. It is you that called me to be holy. I don't want anything else but God and the holy things of God in order for me to grow, to be able to be perfected, to be able to be raptured out of here when he says, come out of here. How do we pursue holiness? Right. Well, now that we've got this information, what do we do with it? And, and that is perfecting ourselves in holiness. That word perfecting means we mature, we grow in holiness. And the scripture in Leviticus 20 and 7 through 8, consecrate, keep the law of God, and pursue what pleases God. We're gonna we're gonna uh, dismiss and take up the offering as we close. And those that are assisting with uh, taking up the offering will come forward. We'll pray over the offering and then we'll dismiss in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, if you're in the audience and you have not repented of your sins, you haven't been baptized in Jesus' name. You're not filled with the Holy Ghost. Have not been filled with the Holy Ghost with evidence of speaking in other tongues that the Spirit of God gives the utterance. This is an opportunity to develop holiness without which no man can see God. We need holiness, and once again, you receive these benefits when you're filled with the Holy Ghost. And we definitely don't want to take this opportunity of a Bible study and omit the greatest thing that has happened to all of us. Jesus died for your sins. He died a gruesome death. He was buried. And he resurrected. Right. And therefore, in like manner, we can die to our sins. Right. We don't have to continue in them. We can die. Repentance. We can have those sins washed away. As my brother says, in a water burial. Right. He used the word blood. Sometimes we can scare people. <laughs> drop you, wash you in the blood. If you got questions about baptism in Jesus' name, please come see me. If you got questions about being filled with the Holy Ghost and the evidence of speaking in tongues, I can show you throughout the Bible. Repentance, baptism in Jesus' name, being filled with the Holy Ghost, and, and, and what the Bible says about it.
God bless you all. We're going to go before the Lord in prayer. Lord, we thank you so much for the benefits of holiness. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the power of the Holy Ghost. Oh, Lord, let this spirit rest in us. Let it rule us. Let it abide in us. Oh, God, that when we leave this place, oh, God, every place that our feet step, Lord, it'll be on holy ground. Because a holy God is carrying us there. Lord, if there's any temptation, and we may not have used that word many times here today, but we know that that's what you're leading us away from. Oh God, because the enemy wants to tear us down, wants to rip us apart, wants to destroy us. Oh God, and we're not going to allow it because you provided us a way of escape. And we're praying right now that that spirit would lead, would guide us. Oh, God, would cause us to return to this holy place and we receive more of your word. Your word is a lamp unto our feet. It's a light to our pathway. Lead and guide us according to your word. We ask it, Lord, bless this, this offering. We ask that you bless it to an abundance to each person that gives. Bless, O oh Lord God, their finances. Bless their home. Bless their families. We ask that you bless this offering for your kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name, please come. Give in the offering. You don't want to miss out on the opportunity for a blessing. Once you give in the offering, meet with someone you hadn't met with during the last service. Shake hands with them. Ask them something about them. And get to know them. Maybe y'all might connect outside the church. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Amen. God bless you.